time is 20 past 9 on Monday the 8th of September 2014. My name is Garant Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to Bone of Mercy. I'm unemployed, Simon. I heard, yeah. Have you heard about this? You've quit your job. Quit my job. To become a law student. A law student, two weeks until I go to law school. But until then, I'm a free agent. Actual proper law school as well. We're not taking the piss here. I'm actually legitimately going to law school to become an actual lawyer who does law and shit. Which is a weird, like, it's it's a weird development. (laughs) Seeing as your previous previous job was was a, a professional vagabond. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, a troubadour, if you will. Yeah, I, I was a. Um, so here's the shocking reveal. Of the what shocking reveal. I was a tour guide, Simon. That was my previous <laughs> job. That's why I was walking around Manchester, seeing stuff. All Just the wandering time. the streets of Manchester. Hmm. Pretty much wandering the streets of Manchester in a in a trilby. It was. With... It was like. A really weird. So your your uniform uh, had involved a trilby and like a red suit jacket, didn't it? No, it was like a it was a black suit jacket, but yeah, with like red trim and stuff. Yeah, it's there kind a... of what I imagined you uh, like the devil would wear in yeah. a contemporary play. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel if I went to uh, it went to one of the independent theatres in Manchester and saw a play about the devil, yeah, that's kind of what he'd be wearing. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so I've been doing that for like a year and a half, which is insane. Um, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's not the craziest thing in the world. Like Now that I've left it and kind of had time to reflect, it's <laughs> absolutely insane. That's what I've been doing with my life. But there you go. Um, and yeah, so and, and now I'm planning to become an actual person. So there we go, an actual law-abiding citizen, a law-creating law-abiding citizen. Yeah. Um, just want to increase the number of letters after my name, <laughs> so currently... and get one of those. You you want you want to have an office filled with framed pieces of paper. Oh, that's like absolutely no joke. That is my dream. Every of- single time you get a new one, I'm going to create a fake qualification, or I'm going to frame one of my. I've kept a bunch of really weird um, qualifications that I've got. Like all of my Games Workshop ones, I've oh, kept yeah, those. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, we need a, a race to decide who gets the most uh, most framed documents in their the, Yeah, I'm just going to keep up with you. Every single time you get a new legitimate one, I'm going to put a new ridiculous one up, <laughs> uh, even yeah. if I have to start making them. It's a little way off, though. You know, I've still got some a couple of years of doing other bullshit before I can have my own office with... You know, framed pictures and a bottle of whiskey and one yeah. desk drawers. I really want I, what I want to happen is: Have you seen um, the World's End? I haven't. No. There's a scene in that when um, when Simon Pegg's character goes to visit Nick Frost's character. Nick Frost's character is all professional and won't have any of it, and Simon Pegg's trying to have a good time in his office. I want to reenact that with you in like five years. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like as much as possible we should make our lives a sitcom. So, yeah, the the wacky college friend coming back to uh, <laughs> mess up my my stuck-up uh, professional life sounds perfect, really. That's definitely what I'll do, even though, like, I don't... Th- I'm not sure if I fit that anymore because because I am now married and am a householder. Oh, so yeah. That should kind I of fucks the, that up. I, I should be the one doing wacky shit. <laughs> and that just doesn't fit. No. Um... 
Uh, but you know, obviously, I'm unemployed. Got a bit more free time to do things. So um, the other day, I was in the Northern Quarter doing some uh, comic book and record shopping. Maybe popping in for like an independently brewed vegan beer somewhere. It's just stop it because there are like you can you're allowed to you're allowed to comic book shop um, comic book shop and record shop in the Northern Quarter and nothing else. No. If you do anything else in Manchester's Northern Quarter, then I hate you. I um, usually go to uh, go to my comic book shop, get my comic books. Uh, then I go to a there's a little Italian place around the corner, and I get a cup of coffee and a calzone. And I sit you out wanker. on the square and uh, read my comic and drink my coffee and watch the world go by. That's what I do, Simon. There, do you do you like say some kind of quip to the bartender, and then there's a laugh track because you're an <laughs> incidental character in an insufferable cut sitcom? Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Uh, a, a man gave me a flyer, as as is off as often happens in the Northern Quarter, and I thought, eh, maybe there's a gig on. I've got some free time. I can go to shit like that now. Um, so, didn't just put it in my bag. Didn't think about it. Got home, pulled it out, and uh, here, what is it, here's what it says: spiritual life enrichment. Would you love to supercharge your self confidence? Totally eliminate stress and anxiety. Feel deep down happiness, joy and bliss. Truly fulfill your life's purpose. Experience sacredness in relationships. Then you need to contact Rabbi Max. Still possibly a gig. <laughs> yeah, it's still possibly a gig. At this point. Um, so yeah, that's uh, this is Rabbi Max, the Rabbi hipster, Max. the hipster rabbi. He's not he's not Rabbi to the Max, so he's not a nineties Rabbi. Um, he's so just a, he's just a chill dude, just a so, chill bro. So so this is one side. It's very bright colours. It's got like a sort of a sunburst motif behind it with a picture of Rabbi Max, who looks like any one of my friends on Facebook. You know. He's, <laughs> Yeah, he he just looks like a generic person you bump into in a pub in the Northern Quarter. Oh, also, it has this amazing quote, which is totally mind blowing, and that's from George. <laughs> just George. Don't know who that is. But then, Thanks, then, George. So, so this is the song I saw and didn't read, and you know, just at a glance, it looks like an advert for a gig or something, or like he's a, you know, he's a gig organiser or something, and then, but then you're like, oh, no, wait, there's something different. And then on the back, it goes for a very different motif. Um, so there's um, Rabbi Max is now um, pulling, he, he looks a bit like Mystery from the Mystery Method here. Oh, dear. And he's oh, holding, no. he's like got one eyebrow raised and giving you like a smouldering look, holding his hand out. And in his hand, he's holding an orb of light. <laughs> um, Is he like Rabbi Max, freelance rabbi and street illusionist? <laughs> absolutely street illusionist. There's like a sunrise with like auras and shit going on over here. <laughs> And it says, ancient Kabbalah secrets, spiritual transformation, harness the power of darkness. <laughs> so, so, so hang on a minute. I don't, <laughs> so this is like, so you know how they talk about like dark and light are two sides of the same coin? Is yeah. it just got like... Absolutely, this flyer. So, so you've got um, hipster Rabbi Max who is the good side of the Jewish force. And and then you've got, yeah, Mystery Method Rabbi Max, who is the dark side. Pickup artist and sorcerer. So, yeah, good, good, good Rabbi Max offers, asks you to experience sacredness in relationships. Dark Rabbi Max 
office uh, offers harnessing the power of darkness. Dark Rabbi Max is a good pickup art. Its name as well. <laughs> exactly. but it has to all be one word. Think, think I found my new steam. <laughs> there we go. Sorted. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's what I'm doing now. But I've got the time. It's, it's essentially the same thing I was before. Just walking around, man. You, like you can't give it up. You're like a you're like a, yeah, a hard bitten cop who becomes a private investigator. Absolutely, yeah. You that's... can't you, you can't give up the game. The game chose you. <laughs> you got to get out of the game, G. Yeah. I took a slug of bourbon and stepped out of my office. More dickheads in weird t-shirts. <laughs> I was sweating bullets. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, essentially i was using rabbi max max to like, make make sure people don't worry you're still going to be getting the same Geraint. that's just... fine don't worry everyone <laughs> except he's now a vigilante observer of stupid shit in manchester yeah and also i've got a lot more time to sit on my ass and watch cartoons which i have been doing vociferously. Oh, well, well, i'm glad i'm glad for you i've been <laughs> I've switched from working three days a week to five days a week, so I've de- so I've taken on that like the work energy that you're not using anymore. I've basically taken it on. It's burdened my aura now. In fact, I get the feeling you might have gone to Rabbi Max and transferred all of that work energy from yourself to me. I, I, I use the power of darkness. Yes, yeah, dark Rabbi Max. You've been reading the wrong side of that leaflet, man. That stuff comes at a price. Um, yeah, no, basically, Thursday, finished work, got a little bit drunk. <laughs> Good times. Um, yeah, woke up Friday morning, unable to eat any food other than dried apricots. <laughs> Apparently, Are you like a fucking bush baby? Like, seriously, so good when you're hungover. It was basically, right, so... so I came downstairs, I had the option of making toast, which was far too much effort, and, you know, noisy as well. Um, But there was an open bag of dried apricots already sitting there, so I was like, right, well, (laughs) dived into those. And, yeah, essentially sat in front of Netflix for two days and watched the whole of BoJack Horseman. (laughs) What's BoJack Horseman? Um, It's the greatest cartoon you should be watching. It, It stars Will Arnett. Uh, Job out of off of Arrested Development. Yeah, he's a horse who's a actor from a '90s sitcom who's now washed up and having to write his memoirs for uh, to like, try and remain relevant. Um, <laughs> it's absolutely amazing because he's basically Tim Allen. Like, oh dear. They, they hide very little but the fact that it's, it's based about Tim, Tim Allen, Allen if he was a horse. Um, yeah, so it starts to yeah him as BoJack Horseman who is a horse man. Um, it's got Paul Aaron out of office Breaking Bad as his roommate, who's just yeah a guy who moved into his house and sleeps on his couch, um, called Todd, and uh, Paul F. Tompkins as well. He's Mister Peanut Butter, a fellow former uh, former sitcom actor who's uh, doing much better for himself. Oh no, this sounds like so. So it's Kevin. If Kevin Smith made a comic, is what you're saying? A, a cartoon, even is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, it's kind of no. It's better than that because okay. Kevin Smith's a twat. But, uh, yeah, no, it's really good. I would re- highly recommend it. I mean, it's got Paul F. Tompkins in it, which more things need. But. Yeah, he needs more work. <laughs> I think Netflix are the only people giving him work now, aren't they? Let's yeah, face no, it. That, that's almost certainly correct. Yeah, absolutely. 
100% correct. He works for internet telly now. (laughs) Yeah, really good. So uh, that's my pick of the week, Bojack Horseman on Netflix. Cool. They should give us money. Like, I must recommend so much shit on Netflix. Yeah, that's the the thing. Like, all of these podcasts that have legitimate sponsorships from people like this, where they pay for their hosting fees and stuff. Yeah. Think about how cheap our hosting fees would be. I paid £10 when we started this podcast. And then they haven't really asked us for more money since, have they? No, not really. So, yeah. Thanks, that's, Jellycast. That, that's our... <laughs> I think Jellycast understand what, what kind of a ragtag operation we're running here. <laughs> I tried to... I once tried to buy some advertising, uh, but then my, uh, then my bank cancelled the payment and blocked my credit card so oh nice yeah they know they're like oh no mr thomas you you asked to buy some advertising but we've decided to keep you on the gaffer tape and hope program (laughs) because it seems like that's the kind of operation you're running over there oh no um... that's fine it means that we don't have to supply we're we're not we're not under pressure to supply any kind of we can just kind of talk about what we like and we're not under any kind of financial pressure to do do anything specific which is good because we can just talk about shit yeah and it seems like a lot of you people like that so good for some reason some god unknown reason we've been doing this for two years oh no don't say that over two years over two years yeah two Two years years ago about almost exactly two years ago um i uploaded our 14th episode fucking hell yeah wow that's that's how things have gone that's where we are right now so um, i uh, i also caught some some tv over this weekend Mm -hmm. um well i'd say tv i've been renting movies through my ps4 which is something you should try and do (laughs) okay you know, we've already given we've already given Netflix some airtime. Yeah, now PS4's ability to rent movies, which I guess is the thing. Yeah, well, I rented um, uh, I rented Captain America two um, over the weekend, which a lot of you have probably already seen. So you won't mind if I talk about in depth about the plot, if that's yeah. all right. Yeah, let's spoil everything. If that's you, fine. If you haven't seen Captain America two, it's like September, so I don't know what's up with you. you probably what's wrong with you? You probably didn't want to see it anyway, so who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I like Captain America. A lot mm. of people don't seem to like him. He's one of my favourite Marvel superheroes. Yeah, he's all right. He's an okay guy. Also, he's the a- previous movie that he was that his previous standalone movie was a pastiche of like some of my favourite Second World War movies. Yeah, the first Captain America was. Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was just some Tim punching Nazis. Yeah, it was just like movies you used to watch with your dad on a Sunday. Yeah, which is perfect, really. With with Captain America like like rotoscoped into some of the scenes. (laughs) And then and then and then Elrond was a was a red skull Nazi. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> that's the one. So I don't know how I feel about Captain America 2. Even though I enjoyed it, there's something about it that that, that seemed slightly off. And then when me and um, when me and my wife talked about it after we watched it, can I can I can I make my thing and see if they okay? They, they, I I felt it was like a feature length episode of a TV series about Captain America. Yeah, right, go ahead. Okay. The reason it felt kind of off, which I've since decoded, is its plot is exactly the same as the plot of Metal Gear Solid 2. Aha! Uh-huh. 
Now you see, I've never seen, I've never You've played, never played Metal Gear Solid Two. Not many I've people played, have. I've never point. played a Metal Gear Solid game. Yeah. So. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna now describe to you the plot of Captain America Two, mm. um, only using moments where it is similar or exactly the same as Metal Gear Solid Two. Are you ready? Okay, and I'll I'll try and remember if anything else happened. Okay, so so the movie opens with an attack on a tanker by some form of European um, paramilitary group. That's correct, isn't it? That's, that's absolutely correct. Exactly the same as the opening of Metal Gear Solid 2. Does the opening of Metal Gear Solid 2 have Black Widow trying to set up uh, Captain America with a nurse? No. Okay, no, that's different. That's one thing that's That's different. different. <laughs> so, so it opens with an attack on a tanker, which it is assumed that the tanker has been attacked by some form of terrorist or pirate force, but yeah. it's later revealed that they have been paid off by a shadowy government organisation to do so as a cover to steal information on a yet unknown weapon system. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, we're still on the same page here. As a direct result of the attack on the tanker, it appears that a world-renowned super soldier, either Solid Snake or Nick Fury dies yeah and is then removed from the story okay yeah we then cut to another another um storyline where a somewhat naive boy scout-ish hero Mm -hmm. discovers that um that during his missions for a shadowy government organization which has absolute plausible deniability and can just cut ties with people at any point and say that they weren't involved is possibly using him to to further their own agenda and sabotage the freedoms there for the American people. Now, you see, I'll agree with you on that one, but I think that's too broad a plot point. I feel that happens in basically every film involving spies or okay. anything. So he learns, I, I won't give you that one. <laughs> he learns that under a, under a building uh, controlled by the American government, giant ships that can be used to kill anyone anywhere are being built for seemingly normal purposes, but have in fact been sabotaged by an evil computer network, which seeks to control all of humanity's freedoms by, by systematically editing every, all information and everybody on the globe. Okay. That one's esoteric enough. I'll give it to you. Yeah. That happens in Captain America. Yeah. He then has to, so the naive hero of the piece through some form of lost innocence, is rescued by the thought-to-be-dead super soldier. They then team up to sabotage the computer mainframe of the evil airships, thus saving everybody in the world and exposing the shadowy government organisation and the evil computer controlling it to be evil. Yeah, it's all true so far, absolutely. So that's the plot of Metal Gear Solid 2 (laughs) and Captain America. Well, does Metal Gear Solid 2 have his sidekick coming back as a cyborg? Um, no, that happens in Metal Gear Solid 1, where Grey oh, right. Fox, okay. well. Fox, previously thought to be dead, is captured by the Russian government, experimented on by um, by evil scientists and turned into a unthinking killing machine who only feels pain. Right, so yeah, that, that, not, so just Metal Gear Solid generally. That yeah. One. What I'm saying is that, you know, everybody was like, no, we can't make a Metal Gear movie. Nobody will get that. It's way too weird. And then Captain America's running around inside evil airships being chased down by a cyborg ninja. And you're like, hang on a minute. (laughs) 
this has the distinct smell of Hideo Kojima about it. Also, the script kind of needs an editor. Well, yeah, I mean, again, issue with a lot of films, really. Yeah, or, uh, yeah so, but I, I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird to see like like serious plot points of a different thing just be completely transmuted into a different story. Yeah, and they they are esoteric enough that it is a you kind of feel that maybe the screenwriters had just been playing Metal Gear. Yeah, I think so. I think they played Metal Gear Solid in the past, and they're like, we wanna we wanna make this into another thing. I think that also it's weird because again they've made a Captain America movie, which isn't really a comic book movie. It feels more like a spy movie. Um, it got pretty James Bond towards the end. I, I could I could imagine myself. I no, I I could imagine a run of Captain America comics. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not main. Maybe not main universe Captain America. <laughs> but I could definitely imagine like getting a series of Captain America comics that were essentially that exact story. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe you know him better than I do. Yeah. It's, it's basically just. Yeah, an ultimate storyline or something. And not the shit ultimates, the better new ultimates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the movies. The ultimate ultimates. Yeah. The cinematic universe ultimates. Exactly, yeah, those ones. Yeah. Can we just take that single bit from the ultimate storyline where Wolverine and Captain America storm a bunker together on the beaches of Normandy? I just want that. You just want that. That is, yeah. Just se- just separate that, that specific part of it. And that's from, fine. From does this A stand for France? Or yeah. Fuck it was. Oh, God. Also, something else that's kind of problematic that I noticed at the end of the uh, at the end of Captain America, there's a stinger where they introduce Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And they refer to them as miracles and the twins. But obviously they can't call them mutants or the children of Magneto. Well, because, because because Quicksilver and uh, and Scarlet Witch were not originally written as X Men, they appeared in the Avengers before the X Men were written. So, but, but how are they gonna be like? Oh, it's Quicksilver and and Scarlet Witch, and then somebody in the background will be like, "Hey, aren't they Magneto?" And they're like, "No, no," because that was a plot point that came in later. So, in an X Men comic, so that Marvel can just ignore it when they make oh, okay. it. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. so they're just going to be people with weird powers for who are called Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And Quicksilver, because yeah. I was kind of worried that they're going to have to like, like, have their own off-brand X Men or no. like Y Men and Professor Y. I, I get, Wolf. I get. I think in this universe they've been given their powers by Infinity Gems rather. Oh, than okay, fine. Okay, so yeah. they've used they've used the Infinity Gem to make them into into like powerful people. Yeah, and I think we have to stop now because it's possibly the worst conversation ever. No, I'm fine. I feel like that's that's cleared everything up for everybody who was confused about that. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and I imagine a lot of people were. So. We're providing a public service here at the Errand of Mercy. <laughs> I'm glad we can put our encyclopedic knowledge of comics to good use. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to the Age of Apocalypse movie as well, but they're going to have to shoot the entire thing as a piss take of, of the future 80s, otherwise it will be shit. <laughs> and I don't think they have the balls to do that. Yeah, well, no, they could. I, I think, think they so. Can, I think they can manage it. I think they can what I it. basically want is, is Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, the movie. That's the only way I will accept that as an Age of Apocalypse movie. I really need to replay that now that my get my computer is better and probably capable of playing it. It's so good. Because you, you bought it. I for bought me. it for you because yeah. you have to play it. And my computer wasn't able to run it properly, so I never really played it. Yeah, impossible. go back to it, man. It's amazing. So, 
Uh, do you want to move on to something else? Yes, let's talk about something else. <laughs> um, how about uh, this story? Uh, this is uh, from the Cincinnati Enquirer. Uh, teacher had cocaine delivered to school. Oh, that sounds pretty legitimate. Uh, a teacher is accused of having cocaine delivered to her school in Kentucky. Aaron Staples, who taught at Holmes Middle School in Covington, just south of Cincinnati, resigned August 15th after being questioned by the Drug Enforcement Administration. Um, this is from uh, the uh, 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 Commonwealth's attorney, so the attorney of the Commonwealth of Kentucky, I guess? Rob Sanders, who says, there are multiple instances of her obtaining cocaine and receiving it from a drug dealer on school property, among other places. Uh, so the other places aren't actually important, though, are they? That no, is fair it's enough. So, yeah, she got drugs delivered to her school. Like, it's gonna, <laughs> can I get some drugs? Where are you? I'm in a school. <laughs> oh, fine. No, we actually, like, I've, I've actually got a guy, in fact, where are you next to classroom two B? It's all right. I'll have one of my boys drop something off for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what seventh grade is. Is that like year seven? I think it is. Or yeah, I think it's directly olds. transferable. Yeah, like eleven and twelve year olds. Um, so uh, the indictment comes a little more than a week after Quincy Chuice. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Chuice. His, his his name is T Y U S. Tyus. Chuice. 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 T-Y, spell it again. T-Y-U-S. T-I-S. Tuse. 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 <laughs> Quincy Tuse, <laughs> a security assistant at the school, was arrested and charged with drug trafficking. So, you know, um, the, uh, the superintendent of the school district says, we must move forward and focus on educating our students. Well, I think you've got a little bit of a problem there. No, yeah, I think, like, maybe... <laughs> Slow your roll. I mean, education's important, but if there's anywhere where you can just let that education tick over and focus on something else for a moment, it's a place full of teachers, i.e. a school. Maybe just uh, just tighten up a couple of those regs a little bit. Yeah, tighten up the issue with uh, the drug dealing rig in your schools. Maybe. I don't know. Just investigate that. But obviously, I'm not saying education's not important. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Maybe not giving cocaine to kids is slightly more important than education. Well, well we, do, we don't know that that was happening, but it was probably happening. <laughs> yeah. But obviously, so so you've got a teacher who's been arrested on on, on um, suspicion of drug trafficking who's having cocaine delivered to his school. And what was he planning to do with it? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. He's planning He's to gonna, like write my name in it and take a picture and Snapchat it to my girlfriend. I think I think he was doing some party partying 101 <laughs> for those seventh graders. <laughs> Now, kids, this is how you party. Um, so, yeah, this is school classes started August 13th. Uh, security assistant arrested August 14th. Teacher arrested August 15th. Not a great start for your school term, like, yeah. guy. I feel like you should have let that bed in a bit as well. I mean, if you're going to deal, you, if you're going to deal drugs you want in a school, like I'm not saying here's how you deal drugs in a school because I have no idea how to do that. Um, even if I did, I wouldn't tell you. But if you're going to deal drugs in a school, I would assume you've got to like maybe maybe put the groundwork in a bit. Don't just yeah. like day one be like, deliver me some cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Just at the school, can you bring some cocaine around, please? Thanks. Cheers. The guy got arrested yesterday, but it's cool. Just bring some more. Just carry on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is 
like was it last week's episode where the woman was arrested for turning up to school on the first day drunk and wearing yeah. no pants so yeah, maybe we just need to vet these <laughs> teachers a little bit better but to be honest they're kind of solving the, the problem's kind of solving itself yeah it's solving itself very quickly to be yeah. fair so maybe, in fact, no, I've changed my mind. Don't vet teachers better. Just make sure that the the ones that you the the ones that you do let in are really stupid and kind of harmless. Okay. Just make sure that there's a ready supply of cocaine and or alcohol around, and you can work out what's. <laughs> yeah, going. just leave it all in a room, and then be like with the teachers, like, what's that? Is that is that cocaine? Yeah, it is. I don't want anything to do with that. Oh, congratulations! Welcome to the school. It's like, you, however, pointing at the guy doing a lie. Yeah. You, maybe not. Maybe not you. <laughs> you, the man who's using his staff card to cut sweet, sweet rails, maybe not you. Oh, dear. So, yeah. State of America schools. It's not gone well, is it? Um, yeah. Speaking of uh, huge mistakes to make in a public place. Okay. Facebook has been after me recently, one of the most public places on the internet. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's taking pity on me uh, because it's now started showing me. I'm not sure if this happened to anybody else. I cut down my Facebook friends quite mm. a bit recently by about mm, 250. Yeah, and, I think we discussed this on the previous show, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Uh, but now Facebook has started, since I have very few friends on Facebook compared to what I used to, it started showing me what other people. In my who are friends with me are commenting on. Oh, so it's showing you like what your friends are commenting on yeah. their friends' things, right? Yeah. yeah. So it seems like a lot of my friends call like call other friends out on stupid bullshit. <laughs> so like, so it's it's mainly a lot of it is Britain First stuff. Oh no! Represent. Dear. Yeah. people being still like around, I guess. Oh yeah, they're doing it. No, doing it on Facebook, um, or just like people's like stupid statuses, and then like friends of mine being like, "No, nah, don't, don't, that, that's, don't, don't say that," or "This is stupid," or just laughing at things. But I, but the reason I cut down all of my friends' Facebook is I didn't want to see that anymore. So you going, "Oh, you've stopped. You've, you've, you're not friends with that person anymore." Well, uh, well, here's their statuses still, but, but your friends are commenting on them. So would you like to see them? No, I wouldn't, Facebook. So, so you now only get to see the worst statuses, basically. Exactly. What I've done, what Facebook has done to me, in in an attempt to stop that from happening, I've just made it worse. So thanks, Facebook. I guess so, you won. So that sounds like Zuckerberg's won again. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg! I just scream it into the rain now, because it's the <laughs> only way I can actually, like, I can actually have any input. Maybe you'll hear me. <laughs> Through the cloud. Yeah, through the <laughs> through the clouds, yeah. The rain clouds are actually the cloud. <laughs> Zuckerberg has a huge evil airship called the cloud. <laughs> no, no, don't, I think that is actually what the cloud is. It's a big it's it's a it's a big airship that travels around with Zuckerberg and um, and the guys from Google and Twitter and Apple on it. Yeah. And it's powered by the brain of Steve Jobs, which is kept in a jar. And occasionally the guy from the guys from Apple whisper in the ear of Zuckerberg, Hell Hydra. And he's like, Yes, <laughs> yes, Hell Hydra. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> um so I'm uh, so so I decided what I was gonna do is is tell Facebook I don't want to see this information anymore. And you have an option to like, I don't want to see this. You click that on your news feed 
and it's like, oh, okay, you don't want to see this. Why don't you want to see this? And um, and you have a number of options, and you can just say, like, you know, I don't want, I, I I'm not interested in it. I find it offensive. Um, mm. So I click, I'm not interested, and it takes me to another dialogue, and it's like, um, do you want to not see all posts from this friend? I'm like, well, no, because this is just something that my friend Jason has commented on. Mm. Uh, I like him. I just don't like this guy who he's saying is a dickhead. So, <laughs> so I don't want to see you telling me that he's talking to these people. I just don't want to see that. I, I don't mind Jason. He's fine. So it's like, okay. And then it says... Um, so this guy's name is, let's call him Steve. So Jason's saying, Steve, I disagree with you. Um, so it says, have you considered sending a message to Steve, informing <laughs> him of your displeasure? Maybe I've got, I actually copied the exact um, message that Facebook came up for me. It said, letting Steve know how you feel about this post could help them post better things in the future. <laughs> really? Really? Facebook, you you are the internet. Have you been to yourself? <laughs> That's insane. That is the weirdest thing I've ever because heard. If there's anything, if there's anything that changes hearts and changes hearts and minds on the internet, G, it's it's out it's out of context. Somebody they don't know going into their private internet space and telling them they're wrong. <laughs> I tell you what, the amount of times I have changed my opinion about world world events based on the fact that some jack off I don't know disagrees with me, I could count on literally no hands because <laughs> it's zero. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that I don't. Why would it say that? Why would anyone ever say that? What's going on, Facebook? Hell, Hydra. <laughs> what it is yeah they, they want to cause uh, disorder and destruction in the world so they can sweep in and take over yeah clearly facebook <laughs> the cloud the, mark zuckerberg is on the cloud right now sipping champagne and masturbating <laughs> that's all he does all day that's Just all he sips, does yeah sip champagne, champagne and masturbate it's it's like a conveyor belt <laughs> While reading people's like complaint logs about things that they read on their on their wall, and so then no, he reads them and then deletes them without doing it without <laughs> doing anything, and that just makes his erection so much stronger. <laughs> oh dear, that's awful. Yeah, so so they're still getting me, man. Like you try and get out, and they pull you straight back in. Fucking hell. <laughs> so I want to stop shouting at people yeah, on the yeah. internet. That's why I got rid of my Twitter and cut down on my Facebook friends. But Facebook's like, no. Shout more. Do you remember how good it felt? <laughs> yes, it was fucking awful. It did feel good, but it made me feel bad afterwards. <laughs> Much like drinking champagne and masturbating. Yeah, on my giant evil airship. <laughs> well, I used to have one until they instigated that airship tax. <laughs> fucking hell. Fucking big governments. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um... <laughs> so, what are the uh, what are the what are the dumb things that people appear to have been shouting at each other on Twitter about recently? Is Gamergate, which I think has finished now. Um... Have we moved on to the next thing? Well, okay, so. There's a royal baby. There's a new royal baby on the way. So I, think, I guess we're I done guess with Gamergate now. I, we're all talking about that. We've forgotten about that and Scottish independence. Like, yeah, it's all about babies. Oh, well, there's been a vote recently on Scottish independence. Apparently, fifty-one percent of people have voted in favour. That oh, seems look. like a majority to me. Oh look, here's a baby. 
Look at the baby. Stop doing it. Look at it. Look at the baby. Look at the bump in this lady caused by a baby. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know what it is. I got really confused at first because I know there's a, there's, there's a kind of a game, like a website where you can buy games called, called Gamers, Gamers Gate, yeah, which I, I've used because I buy quite a lot of Paradox Interactive games and they yeah. for a long time were owned by Paradox. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I've used that website as well, G. So I was quite confused when everybody was very angry about that small gaming website. I was yeah, like, oh, that's that weird. Small, weird, obscure game store on on the internet, which I'm I assumed had gone bust. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess everybody wishes they were still around, but no. This is the uh, this is this is War of the Stupids, where everybody is stupid, and there's no clear victor because it's not a war actually. So, so from what I understand, and don't correct me if I'm wrong, because okay. everything will be wrong. Yeah. So, um, the ex-boyfriend of a quote-unquote video game producer, or did because, or, or something like that. Yeah, she 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 makes video games that people don't buy. She's one of those people. Yeah, you know the um, ones. Her ex-boyfriend accused her of sleeping with a guy who wrote for Kotaku yeah. to get a good review of her game, and then 4chan. And is, then that 4chan. Bas- is that basically it? Yes, you've hit the nail on the head. <laughs> which led to, um, which led to, basic. Well, it, it it led to the main issue, the thing that started the whole game of gate thing off, because that in and of itself is an isolated incident, but. What happened was all of the new gaming press, um, so the the tabloids, if you will, of the gaming press, so Polygon and Kotaku yeah. and and various members of the Gorka network um, banded together and attempted to use um, being nice to women as a defense against being bad journalists. Yeah, yeah, because like separating the facts from everything else, Kotaku is a terrible website. Oh like, yeah, and everybody knows this. <laughs> like, this is the thing that really confused me about this because everybody was like, "Whoa, okay, Kotaku is a website that prints mostly bullshit." <laughs> like, they're just one of these websites that's like these thirteen sexy cosplay girls will amaze you, and then everybody's like, "Hey, have you heard that Kotaku is?" <laughs> Is a is a hive of bad journalism and corruption? No, I haven't, but I have seen most of their headline articles. Yeah. I, I I didn't hear that. I just innately knew it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, not really a scandal, but there already, not a scandal. But then, what what resulted out of that was just a constant like shit show of people, angry people, playing, saying stupid stuff, mm. um, like. Like um like a um a, a lady who's um quite well known within the uh within the feminist community for being a for being evidence led mm. and taking the opposing view of a lot of radical feminists said I don't really understand what's going on because from what I've seen most gamers are people and uh, they tend to support women and mm. I don't understand where all of this bad press is coming from. And then one of the, and then a, a Gorka journalist essentially said, prove that gamers are people. Where is your proof? And she was like, what? <laughs> What's happened? Why yeah. are you guys doing this? So, so yeah, I, 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 as far as I can tell, like the, 
like gawker journalism like media group or like all gamers hate women which is like it's not true i mean i imagine people who actually call themselves gamers you might you might there might be a, a there's more probably a, a trend there yeah, yeah. But, um, but i'd say most people who play video games are just normal humans yeah you know, they like day-to-day lives whose response to this has been huh what uh, it, I, what why and then they <laughs> well they well that doesn't Really? Who's that? Who's that? I've not heard of that website. Who's that? Who's I'm that? bored. I'm probably going to watch some I'm going to go play some games. <laughs> I'm probably now. going to play a video game for like about an hour or so. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Turning <laughs> off the internet now. Um, so, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. By the way, everyone, the Gaza Strip is still on fire. <laughs> like, so, anytime you want to like talk about that, like there, there's still like there's still a horrible civil war going on in Ukraine. Yeah, like there's still a, an Islamic state invading Syria and Iraq. You know, there's shit going on. Stuff's happening. Yeah, the world is kind of falling apart around us. But yeah, I'm sure you're like that blog you wrote about how how like women are cool. That's fine. I agree with you. But I just think that maybe you should direct your attention to another place. <laughs> maybe. Oh, so and yeah. Fucking dickheads. Can people stop writing about? Can people stop writing about video game culture? Because it's yeah. not a thing. It's not. It's, there's, it has no culture. It's before. It's just. It's just culture. It's part like, of Western. even. Okay, to put it in perspective, I was talking to my dad about this whole thing a couple of days ago, yeah, and. Of um, and I was just on the phone to him, and I was like, "There's this whole thing going on with everybody saying that the video game, uh, like video game journalism, is corrupt." My dad knows nothing about video game journalism or video games, and his response was, "Well, of course it is." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, "It's just like car magazines, isn't it? They probably get most of their money from advertising, and whenever they go to a car show, they get given loads of. Well, it used to be cocaine back in the day, but now it's probably like free electronics. And then they obviously write a really good review because they had a really good time and they were pissed most of it. And I was like, Dad, do you write for Kotaku? And he was like, No, <laughs> just I just know. Yeah. I, I intrinsically know these things. Yeah, because because everyone knows how trade journalism works, and it's like that. So yeah, yeah there we go. There is never any surprise. Brand. Internet. That's how it works. <laughs> Everything's terrible. Get used to it. Grow the fuck up. Just play some video games. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, you never. I like that's the thing. There probably is like a kind of people getting angry about car journalism. I guess it, there must be somewhere. Yeah, so someone somewhere is complaining that uh, cars are racist. And that car journalism is um, is incredibly crap. sexist. Yeah, or something. something and no one's like paying any attention to that. Well, other people are. People that are interested in cars are paying attention to that. But we're not. We. I don't drive, so don't, that's not yeah, an issue. You don't drive, and I drive whatever car will get me there. So there we go. But we know that that cars are racist because Jeremy Clarkson continues to exist, so that's fine. Exactly, Jeremy Clarkson drives cars, so therefore cars are racist. Now we can write for Kotaku. (laughs) It's fine. Car talking. Um, (laughs) Which is just that's literally a car, by the way. (laughs) 
Kartaku is a car. <laughs> that, that's the Japanese word for car. <laughs> Kartaku, yeah, it is. <laughs> Can I say again to whose line is it anime? I know I've been oh, really? Yeah, obviously. So there time. we go. <laughs> Perfect. Speaking of, speaking of the Japanese word for car, I have more, <laughs> I have more um, anime titles for you. Do you know please. the awful thing? Because I said that and then I thought, I used to know what the Japanese word for car was. <laughs> Well, you're the perfect man for this job. <laughs> this From is a... watching children's cartoons, I used to know what the Japanese word for car was, but I don't anymore, so Simon will now have to tell me using our newest and best feature. I know what the Japanese word for policeman is. You know what that is? Is it policeman? <laughs> no, it's not policemanu, you racist. It's, <laughs> it's Deka, which means that in Japan, Robocop is called Mecha Deka. And also, for in uh, in in, uh, in uh, Blade Runner, was he called Decker Decker? He was. He was. He was Decker Decker. Uh, so this is a this is a new semi regular feature where I uh, I read out the uh, the translated names of um, of of up and coming animator G and he mm. tries to describe to me based on just that information a rough summarization of the plot. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I got one out of four last time. Yeah, you you almost got two out of four. Yeah. So I've got another four for you here. I'm interested to see how you do. Mm. So our first one is um, is the king of the magic bullet and Fernandes, uh, and that is uh, that in in Japanese is Madano o tu Fernandes. Right. I don't know what Fernandes is, but. Now, based purely off the fact we watched the pre- I watched the Prestige recently, we talked about that. I'm gonna guess it's a magician who does the uh, the magic bullet trick, and is somehow transported into a magical kingdom called no. Fernandes. No, it's not. It's in a world where special female warriors are given weapons by dragons. <laughs> Fuck was I supposed to get this? Fuck you. Our hero gets captured by one. No, this off. is great because I have a massive list of up and coming anime um, on my source website, which I won't say, otherwise you'll cheat, G. Yeah. Um, and I could just choose the most ridiculous ones. <laughs> There's literally no way anyone could have got that ever. Good, but, but good, good try, though. Good <laughs> Hate try. this feature so much. <laughs> Someday you will beat me. Someday you'll t- you'll be like you'll have read up on all of your anime and you'll just wreck me. But it's not this day. It's not this so day. this this next one is called the circumstances in my home's bathtub, and the uh, and the the Japanese name for it is Orange no Furojiro. The circumstances in my home's bathtub. Right, I'm guessing. This home is actually a, a, a an, an inn of some sort, and the bathtub's just it's it's all about a hot spring bathtub, and uh, and the sexy happenings that happen there. I'm going to give you half a point for that oh. because because se- it's about sexy happenings in a bathtub. Oh, but it doesn't involve hot springs. No, uh, which is hot- surprising because that that is basically fifty percent of all anime. It is. Or uh, and, and no, no, to 50- be fair, there's the beach episode as well. Yeah, I was going to say, and by fifty percent of all anime, G doesn't mean like all anime series. He means if you watch any series, it will be half beach episodes and hot springs episodes. <laughs> 
That's just the way it works. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's just the way of life, yeah. doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> How serious or bleak. <laughs> like, remember at Gurren Lagan where they worked in a they, they worked in a bathhouse episode? Yeah, um, yeah, I do, I do. And the bathhouse, the bathhouse was actually secretly a giant robot that's trying to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. I have watched several shows about a post-apocalyptic future and, and they all feature an episode where they go, go to either a beach or... Or a hot, or a bathhouse, or both. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a good guess. I mean, I could guess that for everyone, and I'd be right half the time. Exactly. <laughs> it's actually um, the the actual uh, description of the plot is a high school boy who's been living on his own f- suddenly finds a handsome and fabulous merman merman <laughs> living in his bathtub. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, well, this is excellent. Carry on. Is yeah, that exactly. it? Don't you want is to watch it? this show? Yeah, because it's it that it? sound like the best thing ever. Is that the entirety of the description? Yeah, it's just like, um, it's based on a manga, and I've done a little bit of research. Essentially, like, this guy finds that, like, a, like there's this kind of gay, handsome merman <laughs> living in his bathtub, um, and, and, like, the merman's kind of an arsehole, but kind of lovable, and they just hang out. <laughs> Um, and then, <laughs> and then like... halfway through, um, halfway through, another merman is introduced who has an octopus lower body, and he also lives in the bathtub, and they just kind of chill in this guy's um, bathroom. From, apart from the episode where they go to a hot spring, yeah. And the episode where they go to the seaside, but then in the end they go back to the bathtub. Yeah, that's where they. That's where they live. That's why. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, that's that's one half of a point. I'll okay, give you. brilliant. Thank I'll you. I'll give you for that. We've got another one here called April is your lie, or uh, in Japanese, Shigatsu wo kimi no so. April is your lie. Um, a high school girl called April lies using magic. <laughs> Um, a depressed former child prodigy meets a manic pixie dream girl. Uh, so no, it sounds even... kind of similar to BoJack Horseman, though. <laughs> yeah, the anime adaption of BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I'm sure in the next season that will be an episode. <laughs> Fucking hell! Like how? Like how? Absolutely. There's just nothing there. Um, do you have? One more? Yes. Okay. This one is, um, it doesn't have a Japanese name. It only has an English name, and its English name is Rage of Bahamut Genesis. Rage of Bahamut Genesis. So sexy demon girls are a must in this one. Um, Rage of Bahamut Genesis. (sighs) Genesis sounds like a mecha word. Like that sounds like sort of the word of. We already had angels fighting mechas or something. Yeah. So is it is it just a rip off series which is demon mechas? <laughs> uh, during an age of peace, half of the seal to a powerful dragon is stolen. It's an adaptation. <laughs> Look how many like uh, dragons the in thing. Dragons <laughs> and angels are making a comeback this year, man. Yeah. It is also an adaptation of a social card game. Oh, no. Yeah. So a seal is broken, a dragon comes out, etc. And then and then somebody rides the dragon. I've watched the uh the preview for it. It actually looks pretty good. <laughs> it, it doesn't, but good. 
It doesn't actually look good. <laughs> haven't seen it. It doesn't actually look good. So, uh, so you've got you got half out of four there. <laughs> not um, a great running total. Like not as good as this as I was at Creeper Creation. No, you you were better at Creeper Creation. I have um I have one more anime that I would like to tell you about though. This is our bonus round. I'm just going to okay. tell you what it is because you're not going to guess. Uh, this is our. Pick I wasn't going to guess any of those. Oh, you could have got it. <laughs> This is coming out late next year, so I'm just mm. putting out a, um, a a call to everybody to watch it. Mm. Uh, this is uh, Junketsu no Maria. Uh, during the Hundred Years' War, a powerful witch does her best to stop to stop it. This attracts the attention of Heaven, who gave her the condition that she'll lose her magic if she has sex and assign a beautiful angel man to make sure she doesn't use magic in front of people. <coughs> Great. Anime, keep um, on animeing. <laughs> Never change. In fact, no, change, change a lot. Change a lot. I would say anime harder, but you can't. So it's uh, not possible. Uh, I think um, I think we've got time for one more story. I think so. Um, so I'm going to uh, use this story, which is uh, from Pittsburgh in the United States where a man uh, sex- suspected of sexually assaulting women on a popular jogging lane got more than he bargained for. Always love, always love predators getting more than they bargained for. It's always a favourite of mine. Uh, for when he's tried to stop to strip the pants off a woman who proved to be a United States Marshal. <laughs> you fucked up. You fucked up. According to court documents, Robert Flynn, 19, ran up to the marshal, groped her buttocks and pulled down his shorts. The marshal, who is not named, as she was the victim of sexual assault, pulled up her pants and identified herself, yelling, Federal Marshal, stop. She then asked the passerby to call 911 while she pursued Pitt Flynn, who attempted to flee on foot. The marshal caught up with him in a nearby apartment complex where she cornered him behind a staircase. Flynn attempted to charge the marshal, who feared that he was going to assault her again, so she kicked him in the crotch, grabbed him by the shoulder, then repeatedly punched him in the face. <laughs> I'm thinking eight or nine punches. Yeah, as many punches as possible. So yes. a comeuppance was had. Um, the, the thing that really makes this story was what happened next. So, I mean, it's already an amazing story. It's already beautiful. It's already it's- poetry in motion. Um, Flynn was subdued by the time police located the marshal, obviously. Um, Quite brutally subdued. When they asked for his name, Flynn said it was Johnson. When they asked for his first name, he said, I don't know my first name. (laughs) You've got to respect his game. Come on. Great defence, great defence there. What's your name, Johnson? What's your first name? I can't remember. I can't remember. She punched me so many times. <laughs> so many times. So, yeah, the uh, fact is, <laughs> Robert Flynn or Johnson, I guess you're our... Damn it, Johnson! Fuck up, idiot of the week. Fuck up, idiot of the week. What a Johnson. <laughs> What a Johnson. Um, so, yeah, and with that, I think it's time to end the show. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Please tell a friend if you've enjoyed the show. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy, which ironically, now that Simon has left Facebook, he is using more than I am. So I know. It's because I have time to now. Yeah. I'm not busy, like, keeping up with all my tweets and twoops. Um, and Twitter is at EOM Podcast. Uh, 
And uh, also our email address, if you've got any fan arts, that's eom.podcast at gmail.com. If you send us uh, fan arts, we will uh, plug whatever your shit is. Yeah. Have In fact, if you that. send us anything, we'll, if you send uh, us we'll anything, plug. we'll plug your shit. We'll basically. plug your shit. Yeah. Anything at all. Also, uh, if, if any if any companies want to get in touch with us uh, sponsorship for sponsorship, we're very cheap. All you'll have to do is pay us ten pounds. Yeah, Netflix, get in touch. We're or already... if Netflix and Hulu want to do like a joint thing, like you can each pay a fiver each, because that's literally all it's ever costed to to host this show. Yeah. Well, I mean, or if Netflix is just you know comp my next Netflix subscription, that'd be pretty yeah, sweet. If you want to that do that, pay, or that you know, that would pay for itself. Yeah, that'd be great. Just maybe both of us, or just you know, maybe maybe fifteen pounds. You know, the sky's the limit. I oh, know, really, anything goes as long as it involves giving us money. Treat it like Kickstarter, in that you give us a bunch of money and then we'll enthusiastically tell you why we, we haven't delivered yet. Yeah, give, give give us money and then we'll deliver a little bit and then probably just, I don't know, quit. <laughs> <laughs> probably what we'll do. Um, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.